Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Turn up your volume because you're about to listen to the Sick Podcast. Simmer down with John Simpson. Brady Kachuk with the tip, his 100th goal in his 300th game, and it's a Gordie Howe hat trick to tie it. The sickest Ottawa Senators podcast. It's gonna be sick. Well, hello, everybody out there. A good old Wednesday, whether you're in the nation's capital, whether you're in Stockholm, Sweden, watching the Sens, or you're just tuning in all over the world to hear a little hockey talk, a little Sens talk. Welcome in. Kind of an interesting week here. Out of sight, out of mind, of course, as the Ottawa Senators are in Sweden, tuning up, getting acclimated. They, of course, will play tomorrow at 2 p.m. Eastern time against Detroit. Uh, Saturday, I believe, at 11 a.m. So you got a little back-to-back, but kind of been a weird week not having any games. So... We'll have a little more to talk about uh, very nicely. We will have Ian Mendez join us at about 1220. He'll have an opportunity to talk. He's over in Stockholm. I think one of the only, if not the only accredited media person outside of Gordon Dean who are over there. He's been hanging with the fans. He's been getting a feel for the sites, the team bonding, and more importantly, as they head into getting back to work tomorrow. So we'll catch up with Ian. And of course, uh, I'd like to welcome in my co-host, Mr. Justin Murray from the old penthouse in Gatineau. How are we doing? How are we doing? How are you doing this afternoon, brother? What's going on? Can't complain. Can't complain. Can't complain. A little, little busy work morning today and uh, yeah. all ready for the pod now. Yeah, and kind of weird. Uh, as I said, you get into a rhythm with the NHL games. I think it's even more. Uh, we're getting a ton of feed and kind of things that are going on in Sweden, but you're used to a little more of it's not normally Saturday to a Thursday as far as a game time. So I think a lot of people, Justin, uh, been almost a bit of a reset. They don't know whether to be mad at the team, whether to be happy at the team. Just kind of now looking at this and saying, hey, give me some fine old ice hockey here. I'm ready to rock and roll. Yeah, I think uh, I think everyone's itching to see uh, the Suns play. Also, a big game against Detroit. Yeah, um, and and so that'll be interesting. Uh, I think I think Detroit's kind of been on the way down a little bit, and so mm-hmm. I think uh, a big win there could go a long way. Buffalo struggling, uh, Tage Thompson injury, so things are things could go well here for the Suns mm-hmm. if uh, they just kind of put it together here and uh, start a little charge. Yeah, exactly. And interesting as we tracked it when they first came into town, and we'll get into more probably tomorrow, uh, talking about Detroit, as you said, cooling off. Alex Debrinket at the same time, boy, he was fast out of the gate. Uh, I think he has one goal in X amount of games. Hasn't been a ton going on. Now, within the division itself, though, uh, you've touched on the red-hot Florida Panthers. Saw Vasilevsky yesterday skating with Tampa Bay. Boston can't lose a hockey game. So you also look at from an Ottawa perspective, whether Buffalo's coming down, Detroit's coming down, who's moving up, what's happening with other teams. And just from a sense perspective, as we get an opportunity to look at the standings, no matter how you look at it, 
as we're into the mid part of December or, or November, sorry, Justin, it is the bottom. And I know it's not a lot of games, but I think psychologically for me in the past, Justin, the issue is when you look at, it is quite simply, and again, the points are tight. You win four or five in a row, and we know the magical marks when you get into the mid-90s. But I think the psychology for Sens fans and for myself has always been, okay, that's fine that you're only five or six points out of a playoff spot or a wild card spot. The problem is, is that you have to climb up all over these teams, right? And in past seasons, as we get to the final quarter of the season, you're generally playing all inter interdivisional games. So the point totals go so crazy that, oh, that sounds so easy. And then you realize trying to make up six points, it, it ends up in the, in the latter quarter of the season being virtually impossible. No, it's obviously extremely difficult. So you want to get as many wins as you can uh, in the next month, I would say. Um, that schedule is going to be tight later on too, just because of some time off. Obviously, when you look at that, the Sens have a lot less games games played. So that means they're going to be a little tighter schedule going forward. So, mm -hmm. um, but but maybe with this team, that's not a bad thing. If they can just focus on playing and rolling and they seem to, whenever they get some uh, good juju going, they'll be, they're hard, harder to beat, so. Yeah, and also to this, I, I look at it in uh, training camp-wise, uh, a part of a couple of special training camps uh, back in the day as a player, had one in Russia, one in Lake Placid. As part of management, we did some different things. As small as in Toronto, we ended up just going down to Kitchener. That wasn't quite the same, Justin. I will say for the Ottawa Centers, though, this perspective, I'm not big on the whole Stockholm idea. Now, I also kind of look at this from the standpoint of, in the ownership not being completely transferred, you didn't have Steve Sales during training camp. You had everything happening with Pinto and Pierre Dorian. The opportunity to get away, and this is also part of training camp nowadays, used to be where teams went away and would do that. Now everyone's like, well, you're just moving back into your place. You don't want to inconvenience the players. I'm kind of thinking. You had a little paddle ball yesterday, and old Alfie uh, ended up winning it. Throwing them I'm the kinda, ropes. Yeah, exactly. But I'm, I'm just kind of thinking that opportunity, the guard is down, uh, management is there, lots of alumni around. Is this that opportunity, even from the player's standpoint, to settle in, to just kind of let the guard down, relax, put everything in the rearview mirror, and understand that as of today, uh, all of a sudden got to get the game face on, get ready to rock and roll. But it could be possible that that little bit of bonding for everything that I just pointed out there, Justin, could end up just being real positive for the auto centers. Yeah, I think so. Um, it, it can't hurt being around a guy like Alfie with his competitiveness um, and then just what it means to him being over there. So I, I think they're yeah. going to be really, really strong. Um, I hope anyways. And and I think they know what's on the line. I think they, you know, had two out of three coming together here a little more. So I, I think they're mm -hmm. just build on that. Um, and I and I think there's a little rivalry there with Detroit and Debrinkat. I think they're going to want to – there will yeah. be maybe some money on the board and I think there will be a little uh, – Maybe a little F you to them and, and hopefully uh, get, get that W. Yeah, and even more for Sens fans, we want to talk about, well, I won't use the TSN turning point because I'm no longer with them. You go back to what a weird circumstance it was, and I hadn't tracked it, I think, until the last game. But where things went sideways for the Ottawa Center season was actually at home was the incredible hit of Ridley Gregg on to Brinkett, where he just totally leveled him, clean hit. Yeah. He's in the box, they score, they lose. And at that yeah. point, for a while, they had lost five in a row. So a little bit yeah. of payback to old Brinkett, who's not been doing a ton. And as you said, no. I think for the Sens, they start to realize everything is a rival when it comes to divisional games. And as you said, for the Detroit Red Wings, I know it's six points, but you quite simply start looking at the standings and realizing, hey, all of these games uh, end up being basically two pointers. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and you're if they win this game, they're what four points back with two or three games in hand from Detroit. So 
so I, I think they're right there, you know, so they, yeah. they, they can move up quickly with a couple of wins and then, and then, you know, they still have work to do, but it, they're looking a lot better position. Uh, yeah. I would say if, if they could come home with uh three or to four points, let's go. With. Yeah, exactly. And I think from the standings perspective, also some nice news there. And I saw where, I don't know to what extent families are there. The Drew son was on the ice and they're having fun. And mm-hmm. the only thing that came to my mind, Justin, right away was I love the family idea. And if you want to bring kids over family over, just make sure you have your own room. The one thing, you don't yeah. need to be doing and trying to adjust the Swedish time is a young baby jumping up and down. So, mm-hmm. Hey, family wants to come. You have your thing. When I try to figure out a little sleep here, especially as you get into what would now be six o'clock in Stockholm, already dark outside time to hunker down and kind of focus on a game itself. And, and good news. Zub has been skating. Uh, we'll yep. see. I'd kind of wondered from a concussion standpoint and obviously not the case of boy, that travel to Sweden to get there. He's on the ice and also saw some clips of Thomas Shabbat. Uh, out there skating uh, fans that are there and there are quite a few fans we'll get a little more into it with Ian as far as the experience for fans but looked like he was shooting the puck and doing some different things so a positive from the Sens side of course the two long-term ones uh, back here in Ottawa would be Ridley Gregg and uh, Mr. Kastelik as to when they're going to return and I guess we can also each time we're getting closer and closer keep the uh, countdown a little premature the countdown uh, for Mr. Pinto hopefully to return in game number 42. Yeah. Yeah, no, uh, I mean, things are coming together, I think, with the injuries. So um, Thomas Shabbat, it looks like maybe he might be quicker than originally thought, but we'll see. Yeah. Um, things can change. And then Greg, uh, Greg's obviously a big piece to get back. Uh, just <laughs> just how much he competes and brings energy to the lineup is is something. And he could play anywhere through the lineup, and he's dragging guys into the fight with him. He's like a mini Brady right now, I think, mm-hmm. uh, the way he plays. So um, getting those guys back is obviously going to help. Full lineup. Uh, would be great, and and then you're going into this rest of the season, hopefully staying pretty healthy compared to yeah. other teams. Other teams should go through their own injury issues yeah. as well. 82 games is a long season. Um, some teams will be lucky and be healthy for the most part of the year, but you got to think someone in that division is going to get mm-hmm. injuries at some point, and yeah. uh, and then that will be a time to step on it as well so well for sure and one thing you can't control when the long term comes i think from a sense perspective hey you can only control certain things you don't need rulings on the dirty daddy deed you don't need a situation like pinto don't need those other things coming along and for thomas shabbat again i think we critique everything but i was watching at one of the practice angles today and i'm like man this is great that he's out skating and one of the things I find fun, and I even saw a clip of Slavkowski in Montreal doing a little bit of stationary shooting, which is fine. Um, yeah. To me, I think he could probably already shoot the puck. But it was just funny on critiquing Thomas Shabbat, and he's doing drills. And I don't know if Wade Redden was on the ice. Redden is on the trip. But he was doing a bunch of circular drills. And the circular drill, which made a lot of sense, was on his offside was the ability to swoop around, pick the puck up, make a breakout, which I think is a, a technique uh, as a left-handed shot, trying to play the right side. What was bizarre, though, is the person coming into the picture, and it may have been Wade Red, might have been whoever, was the swooping that he was using as a technique in both practice and in to defend. And I just thought to myself, the last thing, and I know he's out skating, and I know it's not a big deal, but all it was was a circular motion in one, yeah. you know, one speed and all the things that tactically, and I know it's a small, small thing, but all the things that you want to rid him of in his game right now is the stops and starts yeah. is especially on the defensive side confronting the person versus just circling around so like yeah. i said great to see him Perpetual back in the other part, well and, and and then the other part for thomas shabbat if he comes back still playing with a cast on his hand and he's not able to shoot the puck i guess he'd ask as a sense fan for a lot of people how effective is he actually going to be yeah. 
the puck's yeah. transportation, the legs are going to be there. But if he can't defend properly, can't shoot the puck, yeah. uh, I guess it's still a plus yeah. to have him back in. But anyways, happy he's there. They had a nice little team pitcher yesterday. Uh, he's in the mix. And I think for any of the players, just to be over, to be around the guys. And as I said, it is a little mini mm -hmm. camp. And very curious how the auto centers are going to react uh, 13 games into the season and obviously uh, 69, 69 more games to play. Yeah, um, I think I think with Thomas, definitely stopping and starting is a big thing. Um, perpetual motion is something as a scout you don't want to see. Because um, no. that is bad habits. Now, that, that can be coached out of you, mm -hmm. I think. But you need that coaching and that accountability on the back end too. Uh, mm -hmm. From the from Jack, I guess, Jack Capiano, uh, yeah. to ensure that that's not happening. So um, it'd be good to have a guy like Wade Redden who... We could talk to him about that. Oh, I mean, for sure. obviously yeah. he was an elite defenseman at one point in the NHL. So it's it's some sometimes better coming from those yeah. guys and, and little tricks of the trade. So um but but it's good that he's on the ice. Um I think if he can't shoot the puck, uh, you're just gonna have to be in that defensive role, move the puck, and and that might not be a bad thing for him for five games to kind of really just ensure that he's doing everything he can in his yeah. own end and work out from there. So yeah, exactly. And no shortage. You have a Chris Phillips on the trip. I don't think he's very active, but you do end up yeah. having Wade Redency work into that. Uh, let's get off Sen's topics before Ian ends up joining us. And a couple of things that came out yesterday, and I think very intrigued, Justin, we had focused on, and I don't know what to make of the Hockey Canada thing other than it's under appeal. I'm not even going to bother with it right now until yeah. we figure out what does this mean? What is actually happening? But in the case of Adam Johnson, of course, was the young man uh, who died uh, over in Great Britain in the British Hockey League. Uh, via a skate and when this incident first came about Justin I got to admit my expectations were one of these sad things a Clint Malarchuk a Richard Zednick uh, a skate coming up a guy falling all of a sudden you're in trouble and then when I watched the clip the very first time and it was interesting because I watched some of the fo the broadcasters in the United States it was actually Fox News and of course they're going to call it a crime they're going to call it a guy trying to kick a guy and then I ended up watching it, and I'm kind of left, and very seldom has this happened in my life. I certainly have an opinion on it, but to the point of there have now been charges laid. I believe that the, the gentleman in question was called in. They're talking about manslaughter and everything else. I tell you what, this is a really unique situation in, in yeah. hockey that I have never yeah. seen, Justin, in yeah. the sense of, first of all, what do you make of the play itself? Because that, mm. like I said, I've never seen this type of motion in a hockey yeah. game and been around hockey for an awful long time. Yeah, it's it's different. Like I maybe not even see anything like that in sports at all. Um no. and it'll be interesting. I mean, obviously their criminal court system is going to be different than here. Ours is their precedent. I don't know. I'm not really up to date on that stuff. That yeah. said, I think you know they they charged him. Um that doesn't mean that anything will end up happening to him. I think they're just gonna go through the proper mm -hmm. proper course of action to see if anything came of it to me really what they're I, the big thing is i it looks like there's a kicking motion it's this doesn't mean obviously there was an attempt to do what the end result was yeah. that said um yeah it, i think it comes down to is it a hockey play and off mm -hmm. off the first thought i thought it wasn't but then i started thinking you know that does happen when it comes knee to knee all that stuff is it a yeah. complete reaction um that's what they're going to have to decide. That's not yeah. for me to decide. Um, no. But that, but it, it'll be interesting. I think I think there was a lot of backlash um, for people saying that was a kicky motion. So they're they're going to do mm -hmm. the proper 
checks and balances to ensure that they're coming out of this properly and everything is done correctly. So, yeah. so no yeah, one can say I, anything, yeah. right? Right. No, um, no, if I, they didn't do it yeah. if for yeah. for life, it's let's say nothing happens for life. They're going to say, mm-hmm. people will say, ah, he meant to do it, blah, 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 <laughs> blah. At least with this, maybe you have a chance that whether he gets, you know, convicted or not, then people will be more understanding, you know, either yeah, way. Least, and, and yeah. I also think in a country like that, I have no idea uh, whether yeah. it's in Canada. And I think about situations and I think of all people, Dino Cicerelli ended up getting arrested back in the day for Luke Richardson, a very young Luke Richardson mm-hmm. uh, for basically clubbing him over the head. That was a decision made by the local prosecutor. We have not seen that in the national hockey. They've been talked about. I know with the Chara uh, yeah. incident on Pacioretty a few years ago, there was some talk Crazy there, but, but, but the, yeah, exactly. But this one here, uh, is just trying to figure out, and for people, whether you know hockey or not, trying to understand the movement of being on skates, equate that. Do I think at the end of the day that it's careless? Absolutely. But yeah. to realistically, in a fast-paced game, and even at that level, which is a high level, it's professional hockey, when you involve the pace and everything else, it's really hard to comprehend unless you're the person themselves to understand what was the thought process, where was my balance. Part of it looks like he's being hit and at the same time realizes Adam Johnson's coming across the other way. How do I get a piece of him? And now not in a million years do I think he's trying to bring his skate up and and obviously to kill yeah. somebody. But it is a motion that is just for any people, even here in Canada, as we're talking about, it is so bizarre, uh, so strange to look at. Now, one other quick topic, and you kind of touched on good old Quebec. Mm-hmm. I thought we'd throw up there before Ian's ends up coming Bailey. on. Uh, yeah, but yeah. real interesting to see. Um, that there are going to be a couple of regular season games played next year. We had this issue here in Ottawa, and it certainly was a firestorm under Eugene Melnick. Uh, but the LA Kings have basically sold or had bought up uh, a couple of their home dates to play, of all people, the Boston Bruins, a good rivalry of the Montreal Canadiens. And I guess the real interesting part, Justin, they basically bought up the gate. Between 5 and $7 million taxpayer dollars is actually going to go towards them Thoughts on this happening and just how bizarre this is from that standpoint. I I don't know. Are they going to be able to be called the Boston Bruins and the LA Kings? uh, Or are they going to have to change their names to be all French to play there? Like, it's just, it's, it's, you know, it's just ridiculous. This province, I don't like to talk politics because I think sports and politics should be separated, but you know, they, they turned down a uh, Montreal game in the preseason. And then they go and buy this when, I mean, the shovel hospital can't even, barely function. So it's, yeah. it's, it's interesting. I think, I think what their reasoning is, we want to show that we can host a game. That's not just Montreal Canadians. And we could sell yeah. these out because we're actually hockey fans, not just Habs fans, yeah. uh, hoping to get something in the future. So is that a business decision? Sure. Um, it's just, it's very, very strange with everything going on in the province. I mean, they're boosted, boosted basically university tuition to $17,000 to a four, if you're a, English university. So if, if an Ontario person wanted to go to McGill, it costs way more than it would have last year. So then, so you just bring all that in and, but then they want the English aspect of the NHL there. So it's just, you speak out of two sides of your mouth and and that's typical Quebec and unfortunately, um, but for the Quebec city people, they get to see the uh, two games and that's good. And then they get to showcase that they're hockey fans and, and obviously People in Canada always think that there should be another Canadian team here. Um, is yeah. that realistic with where the NHL is going? doesn't sound like it because it sounds like Atlanta, Salt mm-hmm. Lake, maybe even Houston, and some other teams are way before. But, uh, but yeah, 
And it reminds uh, me a lot. Yeah, it reminds me a lot of of uh, Cops Coliseum built in yeah. 1985. You open it up, all of a sudden they're going to come. What I also find it interesting is almost like the Buffalo Bills playing in Toronto. Uh, are the people at Quebec City that excited about the LA Kings and Boston Bruins coming to town? In the sense of the money, sure, it's been put up by the province. What do you yeah, end up Luke. doing as far as a gate? But what does it honestly end up meaning to the end of the day? Well, first of all, I don't think there's a chance in hell that they're going to get a hockey team. When you look at the Ottawa Senators now have gone for 950 million us they are certainly not going giving you an existing franchise i don't think unless it was a favor almost like atlanta to winnipeg so the circumstances are you going to buy in and when you look at the struggles right now the winnipeg jets and we can even at times look at ottawa but overall yeah. talking about a million a million people the winnipeg jets and then over to quebec yeah i just don't see this happening and it is more strange the reports of the montreal canadians wanting to put on games for free do games and the more the rivalry between Quebec City and Montreal itself uh, to bring up the LA Kings and the Boston Bruins. So, hey, good for the hockey fans there, but I don't think that makes them feel any closer in essence uh, being a little bit almost being used yeah. um, by what they're going through. So, no. hey, a couple of games there, beautiful building, but I just don't ever see it happening for the uh, great people of Quebec. Now, would we all love it as a hockey fan and get back to the old Adams division? Absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. Ian's here now, so let's bring him on. Mm-hmm. Oh, and there he is in the, in, the mo in the moment of darkness, six twenty p six twenty one p.m. Uh, in Stockholm. Ian, how you doing, brother? Uh, I'm doing great, guys. It's been dark here for three hours. <laughs> I know, eh? yeah, it's wild. And, and that's wild. one of the one of the things, Ian, in going there. And well, you've been before, but for November, and I always look at. It. I remember I used to do my travels, and I'm always looking at the map and everything. The understanding of Scandinavia and Stockholm, basically, your parallel is a lot. Anchorage, Alaska, right? As far as sun and light. Now you're fortunate that the temperatures, would you agree, are in and around probably auto, if not a little more mild, like in and around that. But as you said, these are awfully short days right now. Yeah, I'd love to come back in the summer, right? Because you get yeah. the exact yeah. opposite where you oh, get yeah. probably 19 hours of uh sunlight or whatever. But it, it it's tough. It's it's cool. It's probably like around zero, but it feels really damp almost. Okay, okay, uh, that makes sense. Cold yeah. and a little bit of snow uh yesterday, but uh but yeah, li listen, this is this is a great, and Simmer, you've been here, and I'm sure, Justin, have you been to Stockholm? Yes, I have. And I was in yeah. the summer, and it was, you're hanging out in the park till 10 p.m. doing sightseeing because yeah. it's just bright. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you guys both know, like, this is unbelievable. Unbelievable yeah. city. And I think yeah, for the, you know, hundreds of Ottawa fans who've made the trek here, th mm -hmm. this is, I think, oh. turning into like a trip of a lifetime for them. Yeah. 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 You mentioned that, Ian. Now there's a certain amount of people that had booked through the team, whatever those numbers end up being. But you said behind the scenes, I saw some of the great pitchers today. It sure sounds like for that group, this is basically like you're you're part of the band, right? That everybody's being exposed to everything that's happened around the hockey team right now. Yeah. And you know what I thought was really cool is so and I think it was about a ballpark, 100 people signed up for this travel package. And you know what was cool, too, guys, is that some of them took an option and they flew to Helsinki for a couple of days and then they took a, a, a boat. They did the, Oh, uh, the, uh, the old Helsinki, party boat. Yeah. Helsinki to Stockholm. Yeah. A party boat <laughs> indeed. Cause they, they were doing karaoke on the, oh. on the boat and they were just talking about how, how great it was overnight trip. Uh, but then today they roll into the arena and they're told to come a little bit early before the Sens practice and they got a meet and greet. And I'm telling you, it wasn't just a meet and greet with, you know, one person, they got Steve Steos, DJ Smith, Wade Redden, Chris Phillips, Daniel Alfredson, nice. uh, Brady Kachuk, and Thomas Shabbat. Yeah. Oh, wow. All That's of them cool. came what up. An experience. And, you know, amazing experience. And so I think all of them were kind of saying, 
this has been a trip of a lifetime. This is great. And I said, well, guys, you haven't even seen a game yet. Like, <laughs> yeah. And what are the stories across the board, Ian, from yourself? I, I guess more the players and the fans. But one of the things that I pointed out when this was all said, I, I know it's only November, but the trick on your body, I always found, and as Justin talked about, in the spring, in the summertime, it is a real difference for trying to figure out, and I'm sure you're the same. There are a lot of times I'd wake up in the hotel and it's super dark. You're trying to figure out, is that 4 p.m. or 4 a.m., right? Like, how have you been adjusting? and What's been the feel around the group for adjusting to the time change? Yeah, so I, I chatted with a few guys. Like, like uh, Brady Kachuk, for example, told me today that he was up at about, I think he said 3 a.m., like yeah. wide awake, ready to go. And he said, I know a bunch of guys were also up at 3 a.m. And I said, we're... Yeah have your group chat going he said no no we didn't <laughs> he was ready he said he was ready to get up and start his day at 3 a.m so yeah a little bit tough they actually had a sleep expert come in and speak to them about how to do this don't whatever you do don't nap that was their <laughs> number one uh suggestion is don't nap whatever you do but it's interesting like the minnesota wild um they uh they had their players they came over what's that stuff called is it dream water yeah uh, i have no idea yeah, they had the players. It's like a sleepy time kind of thing, and they they had the players drink. Uh, you mean dream you water mean beer? On the you mean beer? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, they had them drink that, that on the way over, and then they okay. also, I think, the Wild said uh, that they gave them uh, like cherry juice or something like tart cherry juice. I don't, I don't know whatever that's supposed to do. But is that to clean um, out the system? So, is that to keep you regular? Hey, yeah, now, that's what it sounds now, like. Does the NHL help them kind of guide them through the best practices for that? Because like now that the NFL is over there, the NHL has gone over more. Like is there must be way more understanding of how how to make this as easy as possible on the guys? Yeah, no, I think so, Justin. But I think what was interesting is that every team there is wasn't different. like a set. Hey, the NHL's here's your guidelines. <laughs> um, everybody had their own method. Like I said, the Wild did the the thing with the yeah. the, the Dream Water, yeah. and and Ottawa had a sleep expert come in and talk to them about you know, banking sleep and not napping and all that. Uh, but yeah, you're right. I mean, this is pretty still somewhat new coming over to Europe, but now we've got a couple of some, we got a sample size, right. And whether it's from yeah. the NFL or now the NHL come like Ottawa's, this is the third time they've come to Sweden, 2008, 2017. Yeah. And again, Yeah. so you yeah. think they would have gleaned something from, from those previous trips. Yeah, I think you do each time, Ian. The other thing I think really helps, and I use my own experience, go back to 1987, both in that it was communism, but for a lot of people, young hockey players, Ian, we never, I never went to Europe. It was my first time ever going to Europe. I got to think for the Ottawa Center's perspective, the guys that were part of the U.S. national program, they have enough European-based players, and then even the Canadians a lot of them have played at world championships. A lot of them have traveled to Europe, right? So, and also let's face facts, going to Sweden isn't like going to the old Soviet union. There has to be some practices, I guess, for even these young athletes that I'm sure Brady Kachuk and Josh Norris did this with the U S development program where, Hey, we kind of understand the trick of the trade here. And I'm sure that applies quite well. Yeah. In fact, I had no idea. Like Jake Sanderson told me today, uh, this is his third time in Sweden. Yeah. Just yeah, because of yeah. the U S national development yeah. program. So I think you're right. I think the high upper end guys, like Timmy Stutzler, comes back and forth all the time. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Brady, like you said, and all these guys have played. If you've played at the highest level in your age group, very likely you've gone overseas to play a tournament, like mm -hmm. at some point. So yeah. you're right. They 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 would absolutely have that stuff to uh, to lean on. Do, um, do you know how the owner feels about 
all this trip? Like, I know obviously it was probably booked before he became the owner. How's he feeling about it all? I know it's good to grow the brand, but it's also tough on the players. He really wants to win. So, mm-hmm. and I know Brian always said it's really hard on teams to go over mid year. Yeah, it's a good question, right? And I think, you know, with Ann Lauer, the one thing I, you know, what I'd be curious about, how do you feel about losing two home games off the calendar, right? Like yeah, that would be like, how, like, how does the NHL make you whole, I guess, so to speak, right? Do, do they give you a percentage of the gates? Is it, do you get more? Because if you look at this, if I'm not mistaken, Ottawa plays two home games. Yeah. Toronto plays two road games. Yeah. And then I think <laughs> Detroit and Mini each have whatever it is, right? They each yeah, play split. whatever. Yeah. So if you're Ottawa, that, that would be my question for Mike Andlauer is how are you made whole on this? And again, you came into this equation late. The team had already committed to coming to Sweden mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, before. Yeah, and I think it's pretty obvious in which home gates. And this was brought up a few years ago, of course, with Eugene Melnick talking about playing in Quebec City. We saw, I won't even bother touching on the whole LA-Boston thing, but yeah, from a sense perspective, what are the gate values? Well, we know the gate values of Toronto are higher than the other three, two Detroit, two Minnesota. And from an auto perspective at that time, when you looked at an average attendance of around 12,000, yeah, did it make sense financially to it? I also pointed out earlier in the show, Ian, and just a thought, and I'm not a fan of this whole thing, but I will say from a timing perspective, and I didn't even necessarily believe it when they talked about it last week, kind of getting out of Dodge. But based on ownership coming in a little bit later, based on the whole crazy Pinto to Dadanov to Dorian to all these other things, Ian, is this mini training camp, which we used to see a lot what teams would do in the regular training camp, just get away, have an opportunity. Is there a bit of, as you said, kind of a silver lining that the guards are down, right? And I, I know Ottawa is not that tough, but you just have a chance to be around Steos, to be around some other people, and and just in a very relaxed environment, even for the players, to do a little bit of the bonding. Yeah, you know, it's interesting because actually I, I, I had a chance to talk, uh, chat with John Tavares last night. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, the Leafs are in kind of a similar boat where it feels like everybody is all over them at home, right? Like people are, mm-hmm. are saying – you're underperforming, you're not tough enough, you're, you know, all these things. So I asked John last night, I said, is this a good, you got to get away from the pressure and all that. He's like, you know what, to be honest with you, it's a, it's a change in routine, but the pressure doesn't go away because he's like, those, we need those four points. And I think, you know, what's funny is you look at all four of these teams. I think, I think you can make an argument that the hottest seats in the NHL for coaches are DJ Smith in Ottawa and Dean Evison in Minnesota. Like, I think you can make that argument. Like, they're hot seats. I don't know where the seat is at for Sheldon Keefe, but I'll just say that there's a lot of noise around the Leafs. And Detroit Mm -hmm. has lost six of its last nine games. So (laughs) all of these teams are coming in. And I I think if you – like, I don't know. I mean, like, both of you have been involved on the team side of things. Yeah. Wouldn't you rather have this start your season in October rather than do this in November? Like, yeah, you, I, a, I feel like you're just playing catch up when you come home and uh, to, yeah. to get over there early, you can kind of bond your team, I think a little early or on in the year and then kind of get some rest and then start your season basically normally. Um, but yeah, it, this is tough mid year. And I think if you look at the track record of teams that have been over, it's mm-hmm. awfully tough to kind of bring it back. But um, I mean, if they're pro pro athletes, they're going to have to do their <laughs> best to kind of, you may, you know, make do. Yeah, and I agree with you. And and going over, now I joke about the whole scouting routine. November usually kicked off the scouting that from the pro side, you go to the Cariella Cup. And and yeah, I mean, your habits of going to a hockey game, then drinking a bunch of beer, getting up, waking up. But again, is it throwing you off? Is there, and I say this from a sense perspective of 
that's where you're trying to say as a fan, kind of out, out of sight, out of mind, Ian, is this a positive that you're bonding? That's what you have to hope because to be honest with you, any of this other stuff about selling the brand or doing anything else, would you rather right now be in Florida for five days, recharging as a group and having that in your own time zone? Oh, I totally agree with you. This is so hit or miss on how you're going to perform. And that's the other part, and you know, Ian and, and Justin from traveling, like there's nights where you lie awake, but why is it with jet lag that you lay awake that you cannot even go back to sleep? Do you know what I mean? Like we're all up at night at times or even in a nap, but this whole jet lag theory, by the time you're up at 3 a.m. for Brady Kachuk, the next time that you're actually feeling a little bit tired is probably after breakfast. So how adjusted are they going to be by tomorrow? I don't think any of us have any idea. No, and, and that's you're, you're hoping that Detroit's in the same boat. Yeah, right? exactly. Like they both yeah. came over on the same the, the same day, the same time. Yeah, uh, yeah I I'm curious to see. And again, there's no margin of error here for like if Ottawa to me, if they were nine and four in their mm. first 13 games, I think you would look at this more as, okay, let's have some team bonding. Let's have some fun. And, and, and maybe we split up the goalies and maybe Corpus yeah. Allo plays one game and, and we give Forsberg his other game. I don't know where you guys come down on this. I see, I've seen the conversation, but yeah, I almost feel like with Ottawa right now, the way they're at, I think if Corpus Allo plays really well on Thursday, mm. Mm-hmm. I think you have to run him back on Saturday, don't you? I agree. Completely agree. And I mean, that's tough on Forsberg. It's the one chance he gets to play in Sweden. But <laughs> I mean, we are, um, this is the NHL. You got to win games. And uh, unfortunately, they haven't won as much as uh, they needed to so far. So this is massive four points for them. So you yeah. have to have the best guys playing. And I'll be honest as well, Ian. And first of all, I don't know Forsberg, but he seems like a great guy. I think the rationale of this, and this isn't Roberto Luongo in an outdoor game. Hey, here's a guy a couple of years ago that was on waivers is now on a very good contract. Good guy. God, he kind of gets it. Now the organizers wish it was Peter Forsberg. Uh, They wish that Carlson was still playing and Alfie. And I got to say, Ian, because here's a couple of things people have to understand in going to Stockholm, my take now, I haven't been for probably 12 years. Stockholm, if you think you're going to Stockholm and you're going to see a bunch of Sean Simpsons or a bunch of people with blonde hair, you might be in for a bit of a shock. It is an incredible melting pot of people. And also to the point, much like a Montreal or a Toronto, hockey has not done very well in Stockholm for a number of years. It's the northern towns in Sweden. So my question is, Ian, again, I I can't really roll through and think of any superstars Swedish-wise on these teams is there any real buzz around Stockholm for this these four teams being in town other than what's being brought by the fan bases? I'll tell you what was really cool yesterday. And Simmer, I know you would have really appreciated this because you've been over well, both of you would, but I know Simmer, yeah. you really you really love that kind of uh the nostalgia of of somebody like Borea Salming, for example, oh, yeah, right? Yeah, and yeah. so going yesterday, I got a chance to hang out. Uh, they had like like this red carpet event awesome. in Stockholm. And I've never seen this amount of media around an NHL-related event. It was wild. It was almost like being at the Oscars, and there was okay, you know cool. 30 cameras, and everybody. And and today, Eric Brandstrom told me that like he he was in awe because I guess they had a whole bunch of these Swedish celebrities, actresses, actors, people that you, the three of us would never have yeah. know, but they're like huge celebrities here. They were all coming in to watch the Salming documentary when you go to the central train station here which is around the corner from where i'm staying there's a huge borea salming uh leafs jersey hanging from the roof like uh, oh, wow. down from the ceiling inside the train station and there's ads for the salming documentary okay. everywhere 
So it's it's weird. Like if you're asking about the buzz, there is a buzz, but it's all about Borea Salmi. And <laughs> was it was the timing re- of this on purpose, Ian? The the launch based on Cohen? I would imagine it because makes, it, it makes sense, right? Yeah, it, it launches on Sunday, and I think it's available on Amazon Prime back back in Canada too. But mm-hmm. that almost to me felt like that was where the buzz was. And tomorrow, uh, like Nick Lidstrom before the game is going to get the very first Borea Salming. Uh, courage award that's being handed out this is the nhl alumni that's doing this and they're giving it to nick and nick's going to come out and i think he's dropping the puck before ottawa detroit and he's going to be presented with the the inaugural borea salming courage award and i think that to me is where there's all like the hype around here it's for lidstrom it's for alfredson and it's for sundin all of them are connected to their franchises all of them are here all of them are kind of taking part in this. And that, that to me is where the real buzz is for this, uh, this week in, in Stockholm. And do we have any feel going into tomorrow, how the teams are feeling? And I said, from a sense perspective, I guess from a lineup standpoint, uh, cool to see Shabbat is skating. Is the assumption that Zub is going to hop in tomorrow? Is that kind of the feel early on or too, too early to predict? I think so. Like, like I wasn't at the, like DJ Smith spoke today, but I was, instead of speaking to Smith, uh, I had the chance to go and see, uh, Alfredson and Kachuk and meet these fans. And I thought, well, that's more, uh, in, you know, interesting to me than a, than a press conference. So, but I mean, Zoop skated today. So he, wa- he was, you know, he's back on the ice. I imagine he plays. Shabbat's not going to play on this trip, but it, but it's exciting to see him or encouraging to see him, sorry, on the ice in a no, no contact jersey. But it is remarkable. And both of you have paid so such close attention to this team the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. It is remarkable the difference with Zub and without Zub yeah, for this group. Wild. Like, like <laughs> mind-blowing, the difference. And so yeah. if they have him, which I think they will, that's huge. And it looks like James Reimer is going to play for Detroit tomorrow. And I don't know. Like, weirdly, Reimer's like – I don't know have his numbers. Maybe somebody could look up his numbers. James Reimer is so good against Ottawa in his career yeah. for whatever reason. But most of that is based at Canadian Tire Center. I would have no idea how it plays out in, yeah. in, in Stockholm. But, well, what's but interesting – They're going to get I, Reimer. I think- yeah, I think the last time, two times he played at the CTC got smoked because yeah. the last time they played Detroit, I was kind of thinking, well, they're obviously not going off the goaltender numbers. They ended up being fine. Uh, but you're right. That's always kind of intriguing. And then I guess from Alex to Brinkett, this is the part of it. And I, I'll, I'll, a two-parter, Ian, uh, we, and I'm always like this, and I'm always a propaganda guy talking about Debrinket scoring goals and talking about the Gus bus in the year. Well, Debrinket has really slowed down since we saw him last. And the old Gus bus isn't exactly having a great season for Minnesota so far. Yeah, it's, it's funny, right? You go the first two weeks of the season, or certainly last year for Gustafson, right? Like where yeah. he was, he was providing Vezina uh, caliber goaltending. And, and I look, Cam Talbot is kind of doing the same thing in LA, oh, yeah. right? Like Cam <laughs> yeah. Talbot's been really good in LA. And, uh, you know, the Brinkett got off to a torrid start. He's still on pace for 50 goals, right? Oh, like, yeah. But yeah. he's he's cooled off. It, it, it'll be interesting because, and I and I joked with Alex too, when I when I saw him last time in, in Ottawa, I said, you know, <laughs> good thing for you the next, I think I said the next time you play a home game in Ottawa, it'll be in Stockholm. So maybe they won't, they won't get on you as, uh, as much. And so it'll be, it'll be really interesting to see the next 20, like to me, the next 20 games are going to tell the story for Ottawa, for Detroit. I mean, Buffalo now has got to play without uh, Tage Thompson. And like, these are three teams that we all kind of put in the same bucket. And mm-hmm. I- I'm really curious, where does the next 20 games go for all three of these teams? And, and it's, it's kind of neat that we get to see Detroit and Ottawa on Thursday here in Stockholm. 
Yeah, I agree with you. And you also look to that, Ian, you look kind of the division of, hey, look at Florida all of a sudden without Montour, without Ekblad, they're moving along. Vasilevsky's back skating. And I was saying to Justin earlier before we had you on, I, I know it's early and I know that you can make up games, but also psychologically, it's still bad when you have to, even 13 games in, Ian, look at the standings and the realization of you're in last place in your division and we have this annually and it's usually much later in the season of they're only six points out. Yeah, but they've got to climb over five or six teams and all of those interdivisional games and three-point games it is really hard like get yourself as you said kind of into the, at least to the mushy middle and get yourself into a spot where you can feel that we're right now i think for a lot of Sens fans this is no fun even if it's early in the season to wake up and see yourself in last place you know one of the terms i hate is games in hand right yeah, or yeah. even worse you know what the rallying <laughs> cry of the of the loser is it's we control our own destiny, which means you got to win out or come on. Like, but you know what I think? You know what I'd love to see? I don't know where you guys fall on this. I would love to see the NHL with the standings instead of sorting by points, uh, sort by points percentage. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because there's a variance in games played, right? So I don't know where Ottawa is versus, you know, Toronto or Pittsburgh or all these like mm -hmm. Columbus, Philly. They've all played different games. And so you're, you're trying to figure out, well, where are they really? Sorted by points percentage. Like that mm -hmm. should be the default, shouldn't it? Yeah. Because the teams with the eight best points percentage, they're the ones who are going to make the playoffs. Yes. Right? Yeah. Now, yep. Simmer's super skeptical. He's like, nah. no, 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 no. It's all the games. Like, if I'm high up in the standings, I don't want points percentage. If I'm low, I want you to say, hey. And you just <laughs> reference the fact that well, the, yeah. the games in hand shouldn't end up mattering. Hey, it is the climb. I do like from the NBA perspective, it's kind of cool. It's a win or a loss, right? So yeah. when you look at standings, and I guess baseball is kind of the same thing, right? You're you're half a game out. You're a game out. Uh, what are you? When you're, all we know is from a sense perspective, and I do hope. Uh, just for the sense and and just a little bit of interaction Ian. and generally i would think the people that go on these trips are super positive what is the vibe around some of the fans or are they just so in awe of what's happening right now that you know what we're not even thinking about wins and losses at this point no i think there, there's a genuine excitement right I, and look you got to remember like these people like for them they spent i think the the ballpark uh, price I think for the package was roughly four let's let's call it four thousand dollars okay yeah, which yeah. is actually not a bad deal when you consider yeah, well, your flights are being taken care of. Your hotels are being taken care of. The game tickets are being taken care of. Transportation, some events. Mm -hmm. It's actually like reasonably priced, but yeah. it's a lot of money in today's day and yeah. age. And so yeah. I think there's a great degree of excitement. And you know what's really cool? I, like for years, Ottawa has been a punching bag of people mocking them. and You don't have enough fans and this and that. So when you get together with 150 of your friends and everyone's wearing Sens jerseys, suddenly you feel like, you know what, like, We've arrived and we have a great mm -hmm. fan base and, you know, no more being low-hanging fruit. So I think they're really excited. I really do. I think they're really excited to be here. And I think that they're really just at the point, though, where they're just ready to – we just want to see this team win, right? Like that's yeah, what everyone's yeah. at. Um, you just want to see them win. And yeah, and, and I'll be they're, curious they're to see the crowds it. tomorrow. I still think we'll have a huge makeup of Red Wings fans, right? When you talk about Lindstrom, there's a lot. Zeta, Zetterberg. I mean, historically, you know, when you think there's about a, Sweden, a lot yeah, of it's going to be a big deal, you know. And then you have, yeah. I wonder, from Minnesota perspective, with all the uh, Scandinavian immigrants in, uh, how many that we'll <laughs> see over there? So you got that uh, mixing in. Leafs, they always come out from underneath everywhere for a guy like Nylander. Uh, final question for you. Appreciate you taking the time in Stockholm. Yeah. What is, uh, well, forget about your sleep. What has it been like going out? 
out cost wise. Cause I remember going to Sweden 25 years ago and a beer was 10 bucks. And I said to people, yeah. you're never, and this is the United States where it's like 99 cent draft. I'm like, I don't know, man, I feel actually bad just drinking this now fast forward in Canada. I have a shock every day when I go to buy something, what's it been like Ian popping out to restaurants and, and just daily as far as a conversion. Yeah, it's tricky, right? Because the like they don't use euros here, right? It's the they got the, the kroner. kroner. So, so sometimes you'll get a bill and it'll you know it'll say like eight hundred and thirty, and you're like, oh my god, what is this, right? So yeah. I'm trying to think. Like last night, Chris Johnson and I went just for we were really tired. We just went yeah. for uh, dinner in the hotel. I had a glass. You, you'll appreciate this. Simmer. I had a yeah. glass of Pinot, but it was oh, a red nice. Pinot Noir. Oh, the Pinot, Pinot Noir. Noir, nice. And a and a burger, and I think it cost like if I do the conversion, it was about forty. Five dollars, forty dollars Canadian. <laughs> yeah. Don't that ball. But you're you're yeah. playing infla inflated hotel yeah. prices, right? Well, exactly. So. Yeah. I was gonna say I, I have visions of being downtown Toronto at the I think the L whatever the hotel was, and the breakfast being forty five bucks. So anything to do with hotel. But I just remember that little shock. Few shocks as well was. Uh, are they putting the egg on the hamburger still? Because that was always a big thing. Yeah. I had my hamburger back in the day, and you pulled out the bun, and there was usually an egg, a fried egg on top no, of no, it. So no, no, okay, I, okay. Well, you're, you're, not getting, that, you're, you're not you're not getting the real stuff, then, Ian. You got to venture no. away from the hotel. <laughs> but both of you, right? because you've you've traveled, both of you have traveled so much. Is there anything better than a European breakfast at a hotel? No, no, like, no nothing no. beats it. No, my, my late, my late boss, Jack Button and David Poyle, and when I first started going to Europe, first trip was to Vienna and they're like, listen, we booked you into the hotel and bre breakfast is included. And they kept being so adamant about this. And I'm like, well, you know, I, I, I'm not really big on the croissant and the bad orange juice. Like we get in the United States at the days in, <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe first of all, and I remember being in Helsinki and, and, and Stockholm of waking up early these young people out at 4 a.m. setting up, which I would you would agree, and it's basically like going for a fancy Sunday brunch every day, right? That that's the equivalent. Yeah, yeah. like it's in, yeah, and, and 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 as a person trying to adjust on time, it's like I am I'm eating what, and I'm not I'm not worrying about breakfast at this point. I'm making sandwiches. I'm eating whatever is there, right? Where it's like you just fill right up, and and it is an, an incredible experience. Yeah, and 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 the the smoked salmon that's there. Oh, yeah. 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 Like, are you yeah, doing any herring at all? Mm -hmm. uh I, sh I should probably lean into some of that stuff right yeah like, well i went out for dinner here? a few years ago with the boys and and what we had first was one of those shots which was this really strong alcohol and i didn't like it and i got a bit of that feeling like i was gonna get sick next thing you know the pickled herrings being carted out and i'm like i'm mad. i don't think i'm gonna make it through this i was a little shocked ian it, it was really the flavor of the sauce that i you didn't taste any fish or any herring. So I didn't think it was too bad, but you're right. The way they slop that on, but the smoked salmon, you can never go wrong with that. No, no, it's yeah. fantastic. All right. Well, enjoy the rest of your trip awesome. there. Uh, love fun. catching up with you. Hopefully a couple of wins for Sens fans. And uh, yeah, when are you heading back on Sunday? I'm heading back Sunday, but here's the, here's the thing. I'm supposed to head back. My, my itinerary right now has me going through Iceland, through yeah. Reykjavik. Oh, are they getting there's the, there. Uh, been there great but you've, you've seen the story right with the uh, yeah yeah yeah, the, yeah yeah and, and so now i'm wondering if i need to shift gears because well, if there's an eruption in a couple of days like yeah. maybe you won't be yeah. able to get through anyway so i think yeah, a bunch I remember, of scouts uh, got trapped yeah over there one year i remember 2010 well, yeah yeah 2010, my, my buddy I think, right yeah, I still remember yeah. my buddy Wayne Smith. That was a summer tournament, yeah. right? Yeah, now, exactly. I can't say that many of them were disappointed that they had to stay in Prague for another week. But hey, <laughs> no. everybody's got a different everybody's got a different timeline. Another thing you could look at, Ian, the boat from Stockholm to New York. You get on that bad boy, hey? You'd be ahead of the curve, hey? You need a full a full <laughs> week, but still, yeah. I, be, I bet you'd be quiet this time of year too. 
You take oh the exact gosh. kind of passage that the uh, Titanic took back in the day. <laughs> yeah, so. that's, that's the last thing I need is a trip like yeah. the Titanic right in, uh, in in the cold of the Atlantic. Yeah. <laughs> All right. yeah. Well, hopefully you get back on time. Hopefully you get back safe. Enjoy the rest of your trip. And, Honored uh, to be on great with you yeah, great, great. Yeah. Uh, re reading all your insight because you are the only, uh, you know, media person that is boots on the ground. I know Dean and Gord are there, but from a, a standpoint of writing behind the scenes, I know a lot of people are are living through that and uh, just enjoying some of the coverage, including a little Jason. Now, is Jason Priestley in the Boria movie, or was he just there for the yeah, uh, yeah. premiere? Yeah, he plays. Okay, he okay. plays Jerry McNamara. Really? Who, the who old was, general manager uh, of the Maple Leafs? Yeah, or he played okay. the general manager, but originally I think Jerry McNamara was the scout who. Uh, Kind of yeah. quote unquote discovered Borja Selmy back okay. in the day. So that would have been. Jason, am I am I right to say is that still punch Imlac time? Would I, I think I'm not, so. Yeah, that was not a Toronto yeah, guy, right? but I think it, it, it's yeah. that early, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think so. Uh, so uh, and, and yeah, did anyway. he take a lot of abuse too? Right. That's part of the story of yeah. the way that yeah. these European players were treated back in the day and the toughness that he showed as a a good Northern Swede. Uh, I got an opportunity to meet him in Gothenburg years ago, and just a man's man, right? You just see the hands and the body and and the respect that the players had for him as one of the true pioneers. You know that took all the abuse for the, the later guys to come around uh, like Alfie and Carlson. Yeah. Is, is it my cue to leave when Echo shows up? That means that I, I don't know. Third, she, she, uh... Yesterday she sat for the whole show. It was pretty good. She had 45 minutes. So, and she's probably like, ah, oh, I hear that Ian's on today. I want to come over and have a little closer listen. <laughs> yeah. Before. Uh, but yeah. Hey, listen, before, before I go, uh, Justin, I said this to Simmer last week. It, it It's great listening to you guys. Uh, you've got, and it's only been a week and you guys have that kind of chemistry and rapport. And it's, I've had a chance to listen. I think the three or four of your, your pods, it's, it's great. It's great yeah. to have to me. I'm a big fan of more voices um, mm -hmm. you know, more coverage of the team. So it's great that you two are, uh, mm -hmm. you know, hitting the ground running here and yeah. I'm super happy to join you guys and, uh, and, and best of luck with this new venture. Yeah. Appreciate thanks very much, brother. You. And don't forget for the listeners out there, I see part of the trade Lee and I'm uh, Ian, I'm learning. Uh, don't forget to click on the old and subscribe onto the YouTube page, right? You got to throw that out like there. And subscribe. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. All right, brother. Enjoy the rest of your evening. It is travels. almost seven o'clock and, uh, Hey, it'd be fun to see some hockey tomorrow. We'll all be tuned in. Yeah, have a great one, guys. Thanks for having me. All right, cheers, brother. Yeah, interesting going through that, Justin, kind of all that the talk. Uh, oh, yeah, like I said, the, the side trip, and I, I, for the players, I think is different. Um, but for fans, the opportunity to go, I mean, I know they're passionate. And I also don't feel like anybody, like, honestly, this isn't a crisis in life if they lose. Um, but for the fans that are over there, uh, to experience that, to be around the players, and I just do think for the players, but we can't predict in what, what Ian ended up touching on, though, uh, as you know, personally, you don't know how your body's going to react. There's going to be guys coming out of the gate tomorrow that feel incredible in the game. And then there's going to be other guys that are like, you know what? I don't know what's wrong here. And, and there's nothing. And I don't care about science at the end of the day. Just so you could do. It. And now, first of all, uh, I don't want to use it to be sexual, but this is like telling your girl, you know, when your, your girlfriend says not so quick, when you tell a, a male not to have naps, See, yeah. to me, I'm going to take a nap right away when you've told me that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That, that's the way so, my mind works. So, boy, oh, boy, to, to, tell be... scouts or, to tell scouts, media, or hockey people not to take naps yeah. is, I, I don't know, man. I, I don't know if I'm feeling that yeah. one. <laughs> no, that's like telling a Spanish person not to take a nap. It's like, yeah, exactly. this is how they are. Um, oh, but, you need your siesta. And I don't yeah. even know if it's Spanish, Mexican, whatever it ends up being. <laughs> uh, yeah. Like, do you? Do, 
the coaches that are going to know their bench and know their players quickly in the game, I think we're going to have an advantage. You're right on this. So um, know, know who's going early and, and ride that and uh, mm-hmm. give those mm-hmm. other guys a chance to kind of get going. But but I think you're going to want to ride your the guys that are going here. Um, yeah. I think that, you know, it's just some guys are just, like you said, it's just going to be easier than others. So um, well, you haven't you haven't played since Saturday as well, yeah. and it isn't even a back to back. Hey, you basically empty the tank. You realize yeah. it's a game, and for DJ Smith, yeah. uh, this is the other part. And again, you're backed off a little bit on what's going on, but it is still the background noise. Understanding that a couple of losses here, and you start to launch home the negativity, and this is kind of buying yourself time at, uh, at the end of the day, Justin. A couple of wins just to get over 500. Then you've got a bit of a break when you get back. To me, that does buy you some time. It pushes off some of the negativity, allows you to focus. The other thing I touched on with Ian, and this is what I loved about the travel, was you think about one of the more famous players to come out of Sweden for the Ottawa Centers, Mika Zibanejad. You look at his family background, and that's part of Stockholm of, again, I when I went to Norway, I didn't find it as much in Helsinki, but in Oslo was an incredible melting pot of Middle Eastern all these different things. And as you know, then when you go to the Northern towns, yeah. there is more of the hockey, but when you get to Stockholm and you get to Gothenburg and especially in Stockholm, no. sto- soccer is everything, right? I mean, yeah. like soccer is the rage. Yeah. It isn't much about hockey. And yeah. I think that's a bit of a shock to people. Stockholm is like this incredible cultural city and melting yeah. pot where the local hockey teams, well, a lot of them at the end of the day have moved. I, is there, I don't even know. And, and this is, they had two at one time. I don't even know if there's a team playing out of the Globin right now, Justin. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure about that, but I, I do know. Yes, uh, Malmo and Stockholm. Um, they, uh, you know, when I'd be wearing my Ottawa Sanders gear, I would be traveling in the summer. Uh, oh yeah, more for pleasure um, when I was scouting and had the summers off. But yeah, they recognize that. That said, it, it, hockey's not as big there, and then and, and in Malmo as it is in the more northern spots like you know so even Gothenburg has has that bigger hockey feel to it there's been more guys come mm-hmm. from there uh yeah. as of late so they so they have that um but i think i think it's a big event and when big events are going on in your city uh people yeah. want to get behind it right so um and it's an excuse to have have a little more fun um and we know how that is in Ottawa you know whether it's the Grey Cup or an outdoor game or whatever there's just you know those those little more casual fans are are up to have a little more fun and and same thing as in playoffs the city comes alive so I I think I think it'll be good in Stockholm um it'll be I think it's something different for them um and I'm sure there's people coming from all over Europe you know there's there's more German fans than ever there's more uh, there's a lot of Czech fans and stuff like that. So I think they might even be traveling to go see, um, yeah. see that. Play. No, yeah. no, it's a great point. And that is part of the world. Championships. So close. Yeah. When you, when you have the Sweden games, a big part of that is a corporate sale. You have companies coming in. Uh, everybody's in the yellow Jersey. I, I'm not positive on this one. All I know is that when you have this from an Ottawa center's perspective, you're selling a couple of home gates. So it has to be pretty good. But one of the things they've talked about in these challenges was finding places and Helsinki's not bad. Uh, they've talked about at times in Prague, they've talked about some places in Germany, but is finding enough people to fill a building at a gate charge. And this is a bit of the tough part right now, 
when you go through, go through some of these franchises and just overall, we're not talking about the star power of the other years, right? I mean, they're trying to almost sell this off of Sundin and Lidstrom and, you know, yeah. players of the past along with Alfie versus as you go through these four clubs, I would assume the biggest name over there by far would be William Nylander yeah. and the least brand, the least are brand. We growing on him? Are, are we growing on Willie yet, Sean? No, 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 I'm not a, no, I'm not a fan, but I'm, I'm a fan yeah. of the talent. There's a fan yeah. of no, what do you look at the year he's having? Would I build my team around him, pay him 12 no. million bucks and count on no. him? Not a chance. If he was a Jeff Carter secondary part, like when LA won the Stanley yep. Cup for sure, that's but that's not going to happen in this era. Like I said, no. at the end of the day for him, he's going to end up having yeah, getting a little get emergency alert, alert yeah, on my same phone. Here. Same here. Yeah. Well, yeah, no, that's, that's uh, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's having a, a, a great year. Yeah. Um, and, and like, I, I am a big fan, but I also don't think he can be your number one guy on your team, especially no, as, no, as and, a winger and anyways. And, yeah. Yeah. And the talent. Yeah. Um, I think he'll get paid more as a, as a top flight winger than a top flight centerman too. Um, even though the goals and the points will suggest that, but mm -hmm. you know, that, that will be an interesting contract to see. I mean, this, this off season will be, uh, it'll be interesting to see the contracts. Um, I mean, a yeah. lot of, there's already been some built-in deals that knowing the cap's going up, but with the cap going up, there's going to be some teams that are willing to spend some money here. Um, oh, sure. So, and and yeah. for him to get out of Toronto, a low pressure market, if you're not focused on every shift, every highlight, uh, you want to talk about points and, and maybe for him getting out from underneath a Marner and Matthews and Tavares, where he's kind of the fourth guy. Yeah. Now the timing to have a year like this, at least are kind of damned. If you do damned, if you don't, you've already crossed the line where with a no movement clause, you can't trade him at the trade deadline. You're a competitive hockey team. Yeah. So you take the chances, you end up moving Marner in the summertime. Are there different things? I guess when you're running the Toronto Maple Leafs right now, all you're focused on is trying to win. So at the end of the day, uh, does it really matter for him? But yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and interesting too. And and this is an, and I found it interesting that he met with the Toronto Maple Leafs. Yeah, I, I think skating in agree. Oakville too, which is weird for me. Well, but I don't. Yeah, but yeah. Now I yeah. don't know if that if that ties in with the BioSteel people, and it yeah. also ties in with. Uh, uh, some of the things you're able to do there um, to end up getting basically an ice and at the same time, some of the off ice that that's a guess that he's in the Toronto yeah. area for that. Yeah. Um, and yeah. And then try to get up to speed. I look at it from a Toronto standpoint, if you were to sign there and again, he's already won multiple Stanley cups, this would have to be one of those ones where he's coming in at low freight, right? Where you say, listen, yeah. I want to come in and try to win. And that would be huge. Any idea or any thought where he ends up, or is this just completely wide open right now, Justin? I, I think it's probably wide open. I think it's he's going to want to go to a place where he gets a chance, but also has a, a spot to win too. Yeah, um, he's going to want that plan because I, I assume he's going to take a little lower contract this year, um, hoping you know he can maybe make a little more money in the future. Um, yeah, I mean he's still young. He's seeing Corey Perry make you know four million this year. Um, so I think he's going to want a piece of that in the future. So, but I think he's probably willing to take a little bit less money to be in a good position. I mean, that's mm -hmm. what I would do if I was in his spot to just to show what I'm capable of show that, that the hip injury last year was affecting mm -hmm. me. And, mm -hmm. and now I'm feeling a lot better and, and being able to play better. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of where I would feel with that. Um, I mean, the closer you get to 
can't, like later on in the year, it's a lot easier to fit them in because obviously the lower mm-hmm. amount of dollars can fit in there too. So um, I'm not sure. What, what are your thoughts on where he Well, yeah, I, I, I think it's wide open. I, I had kind of always leaned towards Buffalo and I thought how cool to yeah. go back to his hometown. Uh, the other part, and it's it, this is what never goes away. There were the false rape charges from a number of years ago. He got us some trouble. Certainly Patty Kane removed that part of it. He was a party animal, bit of a crazy yeah. guy. He always had his shirt off. But what happened here, and I guess it was with, with Taves or whatever it ended up being the maturation of this player and the maturity to come along, be a bona fide superstar. And people said, well, he's, he's, he's starting to drop off. Well, last year he was playing hurt, but go back yeah. to two years ago to your point, Justin is exactly that. I think this guy's still a superstar. Yeah. Now I don't know enough about the hip. I assume you go through this and by the time you rehab and get feeling good, I yeah. come in and play on. I don't. He would not. I don't know if he's eligible for the bonus laden contracts. No. He's not thirty five, but I don't know yeah. based on gains played. Whatever it ends up being, if you say to me, listen. I, you say to me, listen. I'll, I'll come in at couple million for the rest of the year. First of all, I want to win. Maybe yeah. he wants to enjoy playing in a place like Toronto. I'm, I don't know that. I looked at Detroit. I looked at Buffalo. I looked at any team. But if that's the mentality, choose the place, go there, be successful, have a blast. And then, yeah, in the summertime, you got an opportunity to sign. Because as I said, when healthy, I have not seen any drop off. I'll even go back to when Panarin, Panarin was playing with him, how good he was. Like this, yeah. and, and look at the, look at Debrinkus numbers from a couple yeah. of years ago. Like, come on. Yeah. I mean, hey, if he could, if Pittsburgh could find a way in there, I, I'm all for yeah. that. I'd, I'd just like to see the, all the older vets in one really? team together. I would just oh. think it would be funny. I'm not a Pittsburgh yeah. guy, but okay. I think, I think it would just be pretty wild yeah. to watch. You know, you got yeah. Eric Carlson, Patty Kane. Yeah, that's a good point. Letang. Yeah. I think yeah. it'd be hilarious for hockey, but a team like that ha- does have some cap spaces, Carolina. Um, yeah. That could be a good little fit where you can go and kind of just play with some good players, have a good year. Um, yeah. and a chance to win and then and then come back uh, next year and sign with a team in the offseason that he really wants to be with. Yeah. Um, so I, yeah, I that, agree. that will be yeah. interesting. Well, and, and in the case of that, when you look at signing, first of all, back to the summertime, Carolina was looking. They were talking about Tarasenko never work, be a great fit. Donnie Waddell, American guy, knows him well. Boston Bruins would be a great fit. And then you always, you always now have to look at a situation like this. We just pointed out, would he ever sign with a team like Vegas? We look at the LA Kings. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I, I can't imagine if he is looking now not to strike on a mega year deal, multi-year deal, big money. I would think, Justin, at the end of the day, there are a lot of teams would be interested in a player like this. The impact, and then to your point, closer to the cap, but much like Brian Burke talked about in the past, and I think it's so true, the sooner you can get him into the lineup versus what the Rangers went through last year, all the hype, all the buildup. Kane comes in, Tarasenko comes in. Next thing you know, you're out in the first round of the playoffs. So I think timing-wise and also tying it back to Oakville, I don't know exactly where Matt Nichols set up as far as shop and what he has, but I I think it's good. They have, they do have a good uh, facility out there where, yeah, uh, and, and tying in, I guess, to Gary Roberts, you know, as far as yeah. some of the off ice. And yeah. there's so many of the guys now going to these guys. So, yeah, that's an absolute wild card as to who he signs with. And I think just be exciting. You just hope from a sense perspective, it's not within the division. But when he opens it up to a team like Toronto, I'm kind of like, okay. This is interesting uh, of what he's open to in the sense of people are only looking at, hey, who's got the mega cap space at the end of the day? Well, the Toronto Maple Leafs don't have any, no. but would uh, would be more than happy to add him at and, the end. And of I the guess day. the Rangers have some with the LTIR just because of Fox and that. So, oh, for sure, maybe, maybe ends up back there. Uh, yeah. But it'll be interesting to see just how I'm. You know, wherever he goes, it'll be interesting to see how he can bounce back from that injury. So, yeah, um, yeah. 
Yeah. I got a lot of faith. As I said, when I see a maturity and dedication of guy like this, and this yeah. is the part with doctors and when you meet with them, and I wonder from a standpoint in Oakville, the other thing I do if I'm the Toronto Maple Leafs or anybody else, would you have the ability to come and watch him skate? You know, and, and I know the doctors can talk about, first of all, hey, that surgery, not a big deal. He's cleaned it up. We are talking about a guy that is a world-class athlete, takes great care of himself. So can you see that? Can you have an opportunity to meet with him? And when you got a motivated guy like this, yeah, as I said, I I got no doubt. I, for the last couple of years, I always thought, oh, my God, when Taves starts to slide, what's going to happen with Kane? What we saw in Chicago was the opposite. Taves dropped completely. Kane grabbed a hold of guys like Panarin, grabbed a hold of guys like Debrinkit, and just flat out. He, he makes other people better. And, and that's the first time, Justin, we're only in show eight. That's been one of my favorite terms over the years, and I use it with Adam Oates and Matt Sundin. If I can ever give a comp, couple of compliments to players, one is playing properly. The other compliment to me is always there are rare players that can make others better, and Patty Kane fits into that. That's what I always thought about Alfie. Like that's a, that's yeah. to me one of the ultimate compliments that you can give to a hockey player. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Like uh, Mark, I think Mark Stone did that. Um, yeah. I think it just it just helps pulls everyone along, um, and and they can play throughout your lineup when things are going bad. They can jump into different spots and and just get guys going. So um, those guys are typically typically leaders as well. So um, having those guys on your team goes a long way. Absolutely. All right. Well, we're already into an hour. Uh, we yeah. did all this stuff on. I think we're going to officially have to ditch the Hall of Fame talk. Yeah. We didn't talk about <laughs> Monday or Tuesday. And yeah. then people are like, what are you talking about? The Hall yeah. of Fame of 2024. Nobody cares. We were going to yeah. break down the 2020 draft. We haven't even bothered with that. I think no. tomorrow. And first of all, for everyone out there, and I think most fans are aware. Don't forget, it's a 2 p.m. Uh, puck drop. So we will be live at noon. Uh, a little bit of a tee up, hopefully for yeah. some of the listeners that are over in Stockholm at the good old Globen Arena. A very cool place to go and see now called the avici uh, arena and if anybody gets an opportunity a documentary guy very sad ending but a great great story about the swedish uh, music yeah. composer i guess we call him at the end of the day yeah uh, yeah no. yeah yeah very yeah, very well group where he's a legend so uh, oh man it was yeah. so good and uh, have you watched <laughs> the documentary uh i haven't i should i saw him play oh. at, at parliament ultra club in ottawa okay okay um, with like maybe 400 people there. Yeah. Um, Cause he was actually playing, he was, was hanging around, he was hanging around with Carlson when he came yeah, to town, so, right? Yeah. So I used to, yeah, I knew Eric pretty decently and yeah. uh, him and his ex-wife uh, knew, uh, knew Avicii pretty well. So yeah, okay. it's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, we'll tee up that tomorrow. Get we'll back in game together. day. Oh, oh, absolutely. Well, again, one of the things, this is like being from Ottawa. Yeah. And when Ian touched on earlier, when you've been to Sweden, we're talking population of what, 7 million? Or I'll, I'll say Southern Ontario. Yeah. Like if a big, a big person comes from Southern Ontario and is at a lease game, the pride that you have in Sweden as a young Swedish person. And yeah, I think historically sports-wise, they got the tennis, they got their soccer, they got their hockey, they got everything. But when he became a famous actor or actress, it's it's a big deal. Not to mention, hey, how beautiful is Henrik Lundqvist? And if you imagine <laughs> there's actually two people that beautiful on the planet, including yeah. his brother, right? Yeah. Like that, that's a, one yeah. thing. Like if you're the mom and dad and you're making beautiful babies, that's nice. But to double up on that bad boy, man, oh man, that that's royalty right there. Yeah. Hey? Big week for Sweden too. I mean, having him in the Hall of Fame and then this going oh, yeah. on. So yeah, that's yeah. good to see. It's uh yeah, it's close to 
close country to Canada in the, the way we think and act. So, yeah. Um, and, and also when I'm, I'm there, like, not that we're not all, but I've always found, and I'm not sure exactly where this comes from, but the pr- uh, pride that the Swedes have in their country, in yeah. their culture, in the socialist idea of you've got the king and queen, you got all the stuff. Yeah, man, oh man, they are super, super proud. So we'll look forward to enjoying the games. We love everybody tuning in. Don't forget to stay classy, Auto. Until next time, over and out. Enjoy your Wednesday, and we'll look forward to chatting you on a Sens game day tomorrow. Have a good one. Cheers. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the sick podcast Simmer Down with John Simpson on YouTube, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts.